from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang, and live from Florida, it's your favorite podcaster. I am in beautiful Tampa. Good morning to everyone, and um, it's my first show for 2023 on the road. I'm happy to report a few things for this morning's show. One, I actually have an espresso machine in my hotel room. It was a prerequisite. I looked for it, found a hotel that actually has an espresso machine so I can do coffee cup cheers, which is significant. Love you. Lovely. Other thing, uh, I hope. Sounds good. Internet's good. We're solid. We're good. New new kind of roadshow uh, material. Um, glad to be with y'all this morning. We've got a packed show, a lot going on. So we're going to get to that here in just a moment. But before I do, one, cyberhubpodcast.com. Please follow us on your favorite podcast listening platform. Go to our YouTube channel. Please subscribe. Watch all of our videos. New season of Sizzle Talk, end of month. I'll be in Israel in April doing a whole bunch of content. If your company's interested in sponsoring and being a partner for some of this content, we'd love the opportunity to speak with you. Please go to cyberhubpodcast.com. And right there, we've got our Israel Roadshow. We'd love to get you more information and talk to you about the endless opportunities of some of the work I'm going to be doing while in Israel this year. So go and check that out as well. All right. Now, without further ado, let's grab our cup of coffee and get into the show this morning because we've got a lot to talk about, including Circle CI, Zoho, and President Biden um, about to sign a what is used to be controversial. Not sure why we're not talking about it more. Coffee cup cheers, y'all. It's an espresso machine. It's magnificent. It's, it's one of the new ones. It's the Virtue. You guys can see these pods here. Um, not too shabby. Pretty good espresso. All right. Datadog has rotated their RPM signing keys that have been exposed as part of the Circle CI hack. So Datadog was one of the first companies and could be potentially the first to recognize something that was going on with Circle CI. They've now said that they've updated their RPM GPG signing keys and its passphrase that have all been exposed as part of the Circle CI data breach. They're saying that they haven't found any evidence that this has been misused or leaked anywhere as of yet. Um, as of January 16th, Datadog had no indication that the keys were actually leaked or misused, but they're still taking the following actions out of an abundance of caution. And that's really, really smart on their end. They're saying that Datadog repos have not been compromised, that even if they were able to do that um, and they would craft a malicious RPM package, they wouldn't be able to use it on the target's company's customers because they would also need access to the official package repositories a hypothetical uh, attacker with the affected key would need to be able to upload a constructed RPM package to a, a repository used by the system. So again, this kind of goes into the idea of controls, defense in depth, and not just having one key kind of be the key to end all be all. This is significant because um, as these attacks begin to evolve and they become far more common, how we manage these keys and how we do defense in depth among our AppSec and DevSecOps is going to even be more critical. Um, you can read more about the Circle CI and hear more about it uh, in yesterday's episode. We Last week, we did a whole bunch of those. Again, go to our YouTube channel, your favorite podcast listening platform, catch the, the latest. It's all there. If you're in industrial control systems and you're using the in-hand routers, um, you've got some challenges this morning. There's been a series of vulnerabilities that are impacting the in-hand network's routers that can allow attackers to bypass security systems and gain access to the internal operational technology network from the internet, which is technically supposed to be kind of 
off 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 the global internet and only internal. CISA published an advisory to inform organizations of about five different vulnerabilities that have been identified by a researcher at Oterio in uh, in regards to the in-hand in-router 302 and in-router 615 cellular routers. The vendor has released firmware updates that should patch these vulnerabilities. According to CISA, most of the vulnerabilities are related to a message queuing telemetry transport and their exploitation could lead to command code execution and information disclosure. Um, that's really um, critical there um, as well. One of the security holes has been assigned a critical severity rating. Two of the others have a high severity and two are medium issues. Uh, chaining these vulnerabilities together can allow an attacker to remotely execute code as root on all connected in router 302 and 615 devices directly from the internet. These are used in industrial robots, oil wells, elevators, medical equipment, electric car charging stations, and smart meters. Um, so there's that research there. Researchers have also, they're not coming with a lot of good news, but they rarely do. Researchers rarely give us good news in InfoSec. Researchers are also talking about bracing for Zoho Manage Engine spray and prey attacks. These are known as pre-authentication remote code execution vulnerability in Zoho's managed engine products, and they're warning organizations to, uh, to a brace for these types of attack. The vulnerability, which was patched last November, affected multiple Zoho managed engine products and can be reached over the internet to launch code, to launch code execution exploits if SAML single sign-on is enabled or has ever been enabled. According to researchers at Automated uh, at Horizon 3, the CVE 2022-47966 flaw is easy to exploit and a good candidate for so-called spray and prey attacks. In this case, the bug gives attackers complete control over the system or an immediate beachhead to launch additional compromises. Once the attacker has system-level access to the endpoint, they're likely to begin dumping credentials via LSAS or leverage existing public tooling to access stored application credentials to conduct lateral movement across the company. The Shodan data shows that there are likely more than a thousand instances of managed engine products exposed to the internet with SAML currently enabled. Um, so you want to make sure that you disable SAML if that's part of your Zoho managed engine or brace yourselves for what is likely going to be a very, very long and treacherous uh, road ahead with these types of attacks. Zoho boasted they have 280,000 organizations across 190 countries that use its managed engine product suite to manage IT operations. So wanna keep that in mind. Researchers uncover three more PyPy packages that are spreading malware to developer systems. The threat actor by the name of Lollipop has uploaded three rogue packages to the Python package index repository that's designed to drop malware on compromised developer systems named colors libhttps, lib and libhttps uh, uploaded between January 7th and January 12th have now been yanked, but they were downloaded over 550 times. Again, I'm going to keep reporting these because PyPies are just so often used. Um, you definitely want to double check these in your environment. I'm not going to go into further into what these do, but it's critical that um, you, you have some sort of monitoring system on your PyPy libraries. The NSA is pushing Congress to renew their surveillance powers. A top U.S. intelligence official last week urged Congress to renew the sweeping power granted to the NSA to surveil and examine communications, saying they were critical to stop terrorism, cyber attacks, and other threats. The remarks by Army General Paul Nakasone, who's the director of the NSA, opened what's expected to be a contentious debate over provisions of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act that are set to expire this year. 
the bipartisan consensus in favor of expanded surveillance power in the years after 9-11 has now been given away to skepticism. Um, and this is going to be very, very interesting, especially around FISA and Section 702. My guess is that this is probably going to uh, get some improvements um, and, and will be expanded. I don't, I don't see this getting pulled away um, in any sort of way. But this is a debate that's going on with NSA, and NSA has been a vital partner for a lot of organizations um, fighting uh, in, in the cyber battlefield. So we'll see where this ends up, uh, but you definitely can reach out to your congressman and express either your support or uh, objection to this specific um, 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 uh, powers being extended. And finally, President Biden, who's done a lot on cybersecurity and credit is is where credit is due the biden administration has hired very very smart people chris ingles and newberger uh, jen easterly and these people have really transformed their respective cyber security agencies while a new policy is going to empower u.s agencies to hack into networks of criminals and foreign governments among other changes the write-up by Slate talks about President Biden set to approve a policy that's going to go much further than any previous effort to protect private companies from malicious hackers and to also retaliate against cyber attacks. The 35-page document titled National Cyber Security Strategy, which differs from a dozen or so similar papers signed by the president over the past quarter century in two significant ways. First, it's going to impose a mandatory regulation on a wide swath of American industries. Second, it's going to authorize U.S. defense, intelligence, and law enforcement agencies to go on the offensive, hacking into computer networks of criminals and foreign governments in retaliation or preempting their attacks on American networks. The goal here is to make malicious actors incapable of manning sustained cyber-enabled campaigns that would threaten the national security or public safety of the United States. The five-page section titled Disrupt and Dismantle Threat Activities According to the Draft um, document hasn't been published yet, though it will be after President Biden signs it at some point this month. Uh, under the new strategy, the disrupt and dismantle hostile networks as part of the persistent and continuous campaign. The campaign will be coordinated by the FBI's National Cyber Investigations Joint Task Force, working in tandem with all relevant U.S. agencies. That'll be NSA, U.S. Army Cyber Command, and likely uh, um, CISA, a systematic collaboration that's rarely been attempted and never been publicized before. Private companies, both firms that are frequent targets of cyber attacks and firms that specialize in cybersecurity methods, will be full partner in this effort, both to alert the government's task force of intrusions and to help repel them. The new strategy, which was in the works for much of 2022 under the supervision of senior White House officials, stems from the growing recognition of two facts. First, mere guidelines on cybersecurity. Um, uh, are, are not effective, and second, purely defensive measures have limited impact, and eventually people find their way around it. Uh, President Obama had issued uh, policy directive number 20, which established strict controls. Then President Trump, uh, President Trump signed national security presidential memorandum 13, which loosened those controls. Um, so uh, President Biden said to essentially follow President Trump and actually launch it up a notch here by allowing hackbacks um, and preemptive hacks in even foreign government networks. We'll see what kind of impact that's going to have on policy, on the type of cyber attacks we see. Um, this is going to open the floodgates because the tools that are used by our, our um, law enforcement individuals, what are those going to look like? Um, a lot to think about with these toolings and, and with that going on. So we'll see how this works out. We look forward to seeing this, but 
kudos to this White House on taking cybersecurity seriously. Kudos to everything they've done in the last two years as an administration in order to support and boost cybersecurity awareness among different government agencies, among the private-public partnership, and now this. Um, Again, um, a job well done where credit is due. That's it for our show today. We'll be back with a whole lot more tomorrow. Thanks, y'all, for tuning in from sunny Florida, where it's summer. I will check off and check away and wish y'all a great rest of your day and stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.